Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. More you talk now. I'm Steve. Our guest on the show today will be chatting with Sophie Nystuden. She's a senior in high school, you heard me right, who's a published artist. I didn't say author, I said artist. And I don't know if we'll have time to talk about that. She is a speaker. In fact, she's keynoting, she's a keynote speaker in just a couple months at um, a mental health conference on the East Coast. Uh, she is the CEO, in other words, the boss of her own business, uh, she's leader of a group called Sharp, which we hope to be able to unpack on the show today. And she has something that uh, really got our attention. And that's where we want to land on the show today. I am just, I think it's such a hugely good, great resource. Sophie, hey. welcome to talk. Hi, it's so nice to see everyone. I know, really. It's we've been we talked on the phone, you know, and, and seen stuff online, but it's good to see you face to face. Thanks for taking time to be with us. Yeah. Um, I'm stoked about everything you're doing. You know what? When I think I'm reading this stuff, and I didn't even read all of it, I didn't put all of it in there because we don't have time. But I'm going. This girl is crazy busy. I mean, do you ever sleep? <laughs> yeah, actually, I think we do some of our best thinking when we're sleeping. <laughs> you know, I think you're right. I, do you have those moments where it's like you wake up going, oh, wait a minute, and I have to keep something close to my bed so I can make notes or whatever, you yeah. know, uh, just because I don't want to lose it, you know? <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so cool. I mean, there is uh, my question, I guess, for you, from one busy person to another, how do you stay focused and balanced? I try to kind of find things that ground me. Okay. Take little moments out of the day to appreciate the things I have and look forward to the things that I'm doing. Kind of an attitude of gratitude and then yeah. and then forward thinking. And you know what's cool is to have things that you're looking forward to doing. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't think that's true for everybody. But maybe we can shed some light on some things on the show today, especially when we, we get to talk about your website, Breathe. But before we jump to that, um, you're doing all kinds of things, community service. And we don't have time to talk about all, but a couple things stuck with me when I read about them. Uh, it's something called Before the First Frost. What is that? Yeah. So every year, my family and I go, we live in Boston. We have very cold winters. And so we go out to the parks, downtown Boston, and we'll go with a bunch of sweaters, blankets, whatever we can find, and we'll just give it out to anyone who needs it, usually homeless people. Yeah. Then we'll go and buy some more <laughs> and do it again. 
That is so awesome. I mean, it's, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, you said, and it's cold there. And I know we're wimp, you know, in Southern California. I mean, it's, we don't have cold. You have cold. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's, and people will tell me that friends on the East Coast go, nah, you guys are watching that way. You don't even know what cold is. But I can't imagine somebody being homeless yeah. and living on the streets of Boston. I love Boston. It's a great city. There's a, a place called Little Italy there that I love to have. There's a pizza place there that is, oh, it is so nice. Yeah. But um, that's for another conversation. So you just basically, you and your family just grab stuff and then you, you just walk around and hand stuff out. And yeah. that's awesome. That really is because. Yeah, I don't know. The, the homeless thing is another conversation, but it doesn't seem like anybody should have to live homeless in this country. Yeah. Um, and we do a, uh, we were talking about this on the phone earlier this week. Uh, we do a an outreach, an event for homeless teens in Hollywood, and we had to stop because of COVID. So we're hoping to reignite that, but it just breaks my heart to see that. Okay, another community service that is close to home for you, the Pink Agenda. Yeah. My company, it's a nail polish company, if you aren't aware. I specifically partnered with the Pink Agenda because they help breast cancer awareness. And mm. in 2021, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. So it's a very <sighs> close topic to me and mm -hmm. really wanted to do something in that area. And that felt like the best thing I could do. So partnering with them was amazing. And we hope to continue the partnership. What does that partnership look like? So I can custom make colors and I made them a very bright pink. It's very pretty. Um, and I donate them to their events, fundraisers, galas, whatever it is. Huh. And they use it to raise awareness and raise money for the cause. That's cool. Okay, now the question begs to be answered. Okay, you're the CEO, you're the boss, you know. But I mean, you're like a senior in high school. Where did this come from? You know, I mean, how? Because it, it's called Sky in Ivy. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Also, I'm a junior in high school. Oh, excuse me, junior. No worries, no worries. Yeah, no, I started this like the summer of COVID. Me and my best friend Gigi, we didn't really have anything to do, and. Um, yeah. We started thinking about things we love to do, and nail polish was one of our favorite things that we couldn't do in COVID because hmm. quarantine. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we kind of took inspiration. We delved deep into the internet, finding how to make, like, a good formula. Oh. And then we developed the, I developed the website. Started That's cool. You know, it's, it's, um, it's practical. You answered a question for me because I was going to say, you know, the, the typical word we always use is Google it, you know. So you guys go deep in it I mean, and you find this and do you manufacture it at home? Do you guys have a place you use or what do you do? Yeah, I make it right. I used to make it right in the kitchen. <laughs> now, um, now it's a bit safer. It's in a different area. Still at home. But yeah, there's no warehouse. <laughs> okay. It's just Sophie's house, all right? Yeah. Is that what it is? All right, if somebody wants to find out more about this, where do, where's the best place to go? Yeah, go to www.skyandivy.com. Okay. It has every single color you could imagine and more. And you also are on uh, Instagram, aren't you? Yeah. That's sky.n.ivy. Okay. We'll make sure we'll put that in the notes for this yeah. show. So, And I encourage 
people to check it out. And you said you make custom colors. I mean, like if somebody reaches out to you and says, hey, I want a combination of these colors, you're open to considering it? Definitely. I've been told I have like an eye for colors. I can, Mm. my mom was the beta tester. She'd pull up a color from a sweater that she loved and I'd make it into a nail polish. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I could sit here and ask you more questions because I'm, I'm always, I'm a learner. I like, I find out stuff and even it's not necessarily something I would get involved in. I just, I'm curious, you know, and, and, but I do want to, I want to get to breathe. But before we do, there's one other thing I wanted to touch on with you. And it's going back to the phone conversation we had a couple days ago. I have been thinking of you ever since the conversation, ever since we connected as kind of an active change maker, you know, you're just in, again, we can't, I, I keep saying this, but it's true. We may have to have you come back on the show just because there's so much to talk about. Right. Things that you initiated on campus and, uh, you know, I mean, it's just, it's awesome. You know, you're, you're making a change or making a difference. It's like you see a need and you do something about it, which I hope as people are, are catching this show, whether they're watching it or listening to it, you will kind of get inspired by Sophie because I was encouraged, you know, just reading the story and being able to talk with you and everything else. But we were talking on the phone about a situation with a homeless man and, and he couldn't, he wasn't able to get something to eat at a cafe or restaurant or he couldn't get something to drink. I'll share that. I mean, I, it's just a cool story and your whole attitude. Yeah. So my mom remembers it a little better than I do because I was, I want to say six or seven at the time. No. (laughs) Yeah. But this is the story that she tells. And um, me and my brother and my mom, we went to this diner in downtown Boston and there was this homeless man that came up to my mom and he was just asking for the simplest thing. It was a hot dog. And before mm-hmm. my mom got the chance to talk to him or anything, the woman at the counter started yelling. And my brother, he ran out, gave him his food, and we left. We left the diner. But I think when it was when I got home, I started to think about what is he going to do for dinner? Mm. What's he, it's going to be really cold tonight. What's he going to do for tonight? Yeah. Yeah, I started thinking about long-term things, and I started wanting to make more solutions. I love that. But we need to stop talking about all the problems. Yeah. You know, and pointing them out. And I, so I lose patience sometimes because it's like, you know what? I'm tired of hearing about all of it. When are we going to do something about it? You know, and sometimes it's the simplest thing. You know, I was up speaking at some events in Northern California, which is where I'm from, the San Francisco Bay Area. And I went by and grabbed my mom. My mom loves San Francisco. And I said, how about if I take you to lunch, you know, up in San Francisco? Oh, I love that. You know, (laughs) we're talking, driving up there and all. And so we go to to Fisherman's Wharf and I just noticed trash everywhere. And this isn't the Fisherman's Wharf that I grew up with and I loved. And I started picking up trash. And people are like backing away from me, you know, like it's this guy is like, what's wrong with this guy, you know? And I'm throwing it away. And, and a couple of people said, what are you doing? I said, picking up trash. Why? I said, because this place shouldn't be like this. And then I just said, you know, if every one of us picked up one piece of trash, 
probably wouldn't be a whole lot left out here right now. Yeah. So it's the simple things, you know, and the, the solutions. And I'm so glad that you have that mentality. And I, w- I hope people that are catching the show are grabbing a hold of this saying, I could do that. And, and, and we can talk more about that a little bit later in the show. I, I want to get to breathe so we don't run out of time. And maybe we can come back to something called SHARP uh, that you're involved in. You're involved in a number of leadership things, which is so cool. <laughs> you know, it's, and that's what we're all about with you talk is, is one of the big things is we want to encourage you as young adults to make a difference. And we want to help you do that. And and that's another conversation. But I was reading a report in the Washington Post about American girls being in a crisis. And it really got my attention. I mean, there were stark findings on on the pervasive sadness, suicidal thoughts, sexual violence that is being endured by teen girls in America. I think I've got the stats right. It's like one in three have thought about suicide. 14% 14% have been forced to have sex, which is horrible. And I think six in 10 girls are so persistently sad and just hopeless that they've stopped doing regular activities. And right there in the article is your picture and information about your website, Breathe. And believe it or not, I, I screenshotted it when it came out, because I thought, this is somebody that we need to talk to. We need to get to know her. And here you are, which is amazing. So breathe. Tell us what breathe is. And I want to know, because I don't know. How did it come about? Yeah. So breathe is a website for anyone to talk about, or really to write about um, a difficult or traumatic situation. It's completely anonymous. Really, it's very simple. You write and you submit it and it's done. Um, That's really what it is. It's just a writing form. It's cathartic release. And kind of how it came about was last year when I was in 10th grade, I got really anxious really easily. I was overthinking a lot. It was just a combination of things, but I started writing. I started writing on a Google Doc, and it really helped me. And then I took this summer class at Harvard. It was called Birth Control. It was about reproductive rights and sterilization abuse, and it was a whole whole load of stuff. And it was, I loved it. I loved the class. <laughs> it was informative. Um, Sounds like it was informative. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was amazing. But it was also so scary because I was constantly reminded that there was someone out there who went through this. So Mm. my kind of wanting to help was creating a solution like breathe was what really motivated me. Hmm. (laughs) Now, you know what I think is interesting, the little I know about breathe, it's interesting to hear the backstory, really, for me, just as I've gotten to know you and what you're all about and who you are. But people can write anonymously, and they I'm assuming they can write as much as they want to write, and they post it. And then people can view it, they can read it, but they can't comment on it. Is that correct? That's correct. If you so choose to, you can have your writing published on Breathe. You can also just send it just to me. And if you want to publish it, there are people who could view it and... People can heart it, but that's it. There's no comments. There's, hmm. there's sort of interaction. 
-hmm. It's really supposed to create a community and feel like you're a little less alone in whatever you went through. Mm. Mm. So needed. So needed. And apparently, based on this study that was done and talked about in the Washington Post and other places, the crisis among girls today is, and, and the mental health problems in our culture, just not with just girls, but guys. Now, could a guy go on Breathe and also write? Of course. There's no filter. We don't track demographics. Okay. Nothing. No identifiers. What I like is you've taken it a step further because you hear people talk about journaling, you know, get a journal, and which is what you were doing with the Google Doc. Yeah. You know, set up a Google Doc and just write what's inside of you and put it on there. And there's a, there's a relief. When, I have not been consistent journaling. So, okay, it's, true sorry. confession. But I know that it does help when you, and I'm an author too, so it, it does help when you write things. It gives you another perspective. It's almost like it's freeing. It's almost like you take that deep breath and go, yeah. it's out. <laughs> you know, it's out there. What I... I mean, I like the whole concept. And give us the website. We need to do that a couple times because I know there's people watching and listening right now who are going, I got to go to Breathe. So how do we go to Breathe? So you would just, you can Google Breathe Safe Space. It should pop up immediately. That's the URL, Breathe Safe Space. Okay. And that's a .com? Yes. Okay, cool. And I'm going to ask you again for that. And we will put it in the notes just because I think it's so imperative. Yeah. There are people that want to talk they want people to listen you know and especially young adults I was invited to an event here in Southern California and it was for high school students mm. and it was an open mic advocacy night and you could do spoken word you could sing you could do a drama you could read a little message you put together whatever and the theme was tell us through whatever means you want to what concerns you the most? What bothers you the most mm -hmm. about life and about the way things are happening? And every single person on that stage, every single high school student, basically ended up with the same conclusion. They said, adults don't care about us because they don't listen to us. Wow. wow. And in a sense, that's what Breathe is. There's a community, as you said. Yeah. Of people who are listening with their eyes yeah. to, as you pour your heart out. And that is, it's such a powerful tool. You know, I props to you for doing it and, and coming up with that. But you know, what's interesting is you did it out of personal experience. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like going through some checklist or you, you know, uh, Google, how could I make a difference? No, no, this is your heart. This is you. And it came out of you so you could share it with others. Do you have any idea? Now, do you read every single entry? Yes. Greening. Oh. Um, I do have to make sure that no one, one, puts their age, location, or name and mm -hmm. says, because then I would be, I would legally have to report it. Yeah. But no one's done that yet, luckily. Um, I also screen for threats. But other than that, anything really goes. <laughs> That's great, though. I mean, we have to have a safe space. That What a great concept. We have to have a safe space where we can go and we can pour our heart out 
You know, as I mentioned in uh, on our phone conversation, I go and do school assemblies, and and it's draining, like you said, uh, for you as you read these, because I'll have a line of students who are just they're wanting to pour their heart out, and I found more and more that I'll I'll say to them, let's step away from the line, line stay here, but we're going to go over here just so everybody's not hearing what they're pouring their heart out with is is there a without going too deep is there a common thread or what are some of the top things that people are talking about they're writing about yeah i would say definitely towards the beginning i think still now the most common theme is sexual assault Mm. and then next to that i would say Suicidal thoughts, depression, mm-hmm. loneliness, common things. Yeah. Which doesn't surprise me. Yeah. You know, it's, and going back to the stats that I, I found in that article, 14% of teen girls have been forced to have sex. Let's jump to SHARP and then come back. What does SHARP, what's the acronym stand for? <laughs> I feel so bad because I, I didn't create the acronym, okay. so okay, not a hundred percent sure, but it's something along the lines of sexual harassment awareness, something like that. Yeah. I'm trying to what I read: s- sexual harassment, uh, assault, and I forgot, and then prevention. I think was the P. So <laughs> you've been involved in this. Um, I I think your bio said you were a leader for it. Yes. um, My senior year, I'm going to be a leader. What does that look like? What does it mean to be a leader? So, I mean, this year it was kind of more watching them. And Mm -hmm. then we are working on ways to get my high school peers more involved. And we're currently talking about doing lessons on rape culture, stigma, gender biases, um, media, kind of different topics and have discussions with our peers to create more awareness, education, and just more general concepts of what rape culture is. And does, does rape culture, would you include in that bullying? That's, that's a big part of it. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems to me that it is. You, you got somebody who's bullying somebody else, you know, and, and assaulting them sexually. Now, how how do you guys see accomplishing this? Is it like having, um, like, open discussions uh, on campus? Just, you know, maybe there's a room there at, at lunchtime or whatever, or have you, have you really thought more beyond that? Yeah, as far as... Reporting goes, I think that's our biggest obstacle is getting other teenagers to report when something happens. Mm -hmm. We are trying to raise more awareness about how someone can report. And we're actually trying to shift our school policies because they have not successfully worked in the past. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to shift them to be more survivor friendly, as we call it. That's what we're working on right now. No, that's great. That is this something that is becoming more common? I haven't seen. I mean, obviously, I I get the sexual assault because I'm on campuses and I I know what's going on. I haven't seen this side of it though of students coming together saying, "Let's do something about this." 
Yeah, no, this is, this has been, at least at my school, it's been around for a good amount of time. Mm -hmm. However, we haven't been able to shift a lot of school policies, which is what I think would be most prevalent. Yeah. Well, and it's got, to me, it's a hard thing too, because of the repercussions. If you report that you have been assaulted, raped, whatever, well, then the assaulter is going to find out and, you know, it's, there's a safety. I mean, it's more complicated, I think, than we realize. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, even outside of minors and schools, all this steps you have to go through in the school just to go to the police. Mm -hmm. um, if you think about it, like an adult, most cases don't even make it to the court. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to encourage someone to report it when they know the statistics and the likelihood that they'll even get any conviction. Yeah, you know, and that, that stinks. I mean, that, that really stinks. It makes my Italian blood boil, you know, because the safety factor, you know, and you're afraid. And, and I think it's, I don't know if this is a good comparison, but, you know, with mental health, mm -hmm. there's always that stigma, you know, what's somebody going to say if they find out that I'm, I've got a lot of anxiety or, you know, I've got a lot of depression or whatever, um, what are people going to think if they find out I was assaulted, if I was raped? Is there part? Yeah. Is that part of this whole uh, equation? I think that's a huge part. A lot of people that have come into Sharp, honestly, are scared that no one's going to believe them. Yeah. And you know, I have I've heard people say, "Well, I mean, did that even really happen? There's no proof." And there's a lot of judgment in in peers themselves. Mm. So. I think it's super hard to talk about it. I can only imagine. So does Sharp meet then on a regular basis and, and other students know I can go to Sharp? Is that the idea? Yeah. Um, we have club. It's a club. We have club meetings. Okay. We mainly work where there's a school-wide event. There's something called a day of change. Our school has a lot of days of. Um, okay. Our club leads the day of change, and the day of change mainly brings awareness about sexual assault and harassment. And there is when we have an actual safe place mm -hmm. for survivors mm -hmm. or anyone who feels very uncomfortable to go and talk to one of us. That's awesome. I take it it's probably a bigger issue than we realize. Yeah. Would you say that? I would say that's 100% true because, I mean, if you think about all the people who haven't even said anything. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's got to be humiliating. I haven't been in the position, but somebody comes forward, you know, that has been assaulted in whatever form. And then people are going, you know, uh, it never happened, you know. Dude, that, that never happened. I'm sorry. You know, that just didn't happen. And it seems to me that here comes the thing of going back into yourself and retreating. And again, I come back to breathe being a safe space. And that, that's so powerful. Going back to breathe, you said you've, you check things over, you know, because you, you can obviously, and that, that's got to be draining on you. That has got to be are you the only one that reviews the stuff? Um, I review stuff, and if 
I see something that I think is iffy, I'll run it past my mom first. Okay. Um, and it hasn't gotten to the point where I'm getting like a million a day. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, no, it is. It is just me, and then my mom if I need her. That's great. That great. And I know she's a big fan of yours, a big supporter of yours, which is awesome. If you see something, you're reading something, and people who the public views it but they can't respond. Can you respond to that person? No, I, okay. I can't, yeah. Is that on purpose then? I guess that would be, even. I mean, talk about overloaded and overwhelming. I mean, if it's gotta be emotionally charged when you're reading these things, but then if you've gotta start responding and then the time, that could be all consuming. Yeah, I think a great thing is that I don't have to respond because mm -hmm. I did have to. I'd have to say I'm so sorry to so many people. I don't even think that would help, honestly. I think it's set up so that a response is not what most people need. Most people just, like you said, want to be heard. They just want to be listened. Mm -hmm. That is so needed. I keep saying that, but it, it's really true. If everybody, I mean, and again, those of you that are watching, you're listening, if you have a friend who you sense something going on and maybe they haven't even shared with you. Yeah. Tell them about Breathe. Yeah. Really, definitely. tell them about Breathe because it's, you know, it's a safe place to go, safe space, and if it helps, maybe it's not some huge life-changing thing that happens, but it helps just a little. Yeah, it's just the start. Just the start. I mean, it's been said what, uh, the journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. Exactly. And, you know, we're just, uh, I like to say when I, when I do my school assemblies and I'm talking about choices, we're all just a choice away from a different life. I love that. It's just one choice that can totally change us yeah. and change the direction of our life. And in this case, one choice to go to breathe. Give us the website again, please. Yes, of course. Um, it's breathesafespace.com. Okay breathesafespace.com. I think it's crucial that we get this out yeah. because it, I'm not aware of anything else like this. Yeah. Um, and I, I would like to, we need to talk at you talk and, and just see how we can help get the word out more because I am so glad, so, so glad. And, and to me, it's brilliant that you set it up where people can't respond because let's face it, we live in a very mean culture. In fact, we started something, and, and we still haven't totally unpacked it at Utah, but we call it hashtag goodbye, the number two, mean. Wow. Hashtag goodbye to mean. And we actually had a situation out here in our community where we had four students and a beloved teacher kill themselves in the first 10 days of school. Oh, wow. And Sophie, it just, it just broke my heart, yeah. you know, and... And a long story short, because I, I want to stay focused on Breathe, but we ended up, I said to our crew, we've got to do something, you know. The school district answer was bring a psychologist, and, and we've got a, a psychologist friend that's part of Utah. Yep. So they're great and helpful, but this lady got up for 25 minutes, and she's just throwing, you know, charts up there, and finally she goes, hey, great to be with you guys, and there's free Starbucks in the back. And I'm looking around the auditorium going, these students and parents have been slammed against the wall. You know, so we came up with this idea of just hashtag goodbye to mean. It was, we had it at the community center one night for students, one night for parents. And 
it was such a powerful time. The student thing, I'll just talk about that real quick. I mean, when students see this auditorium, realize they could trust us because there was no program. It was just about, hey, guys, come and just talk to us. Just share. We're here to listen. And when they realized we would do this, I mean, they're climbing all over each other for two and a half hours just pouring themselves out, you know. And it was all about listening. And we didn't say a whole lot. You know, we, we made some comments to try to move them along so they would come to a positive conclusion. Yeah. But the breathe is so huge because here you can come in and, I mean, let's face it, how many, I've lost track of how many students I've read about who have taken their own life because they were bullied on social media. Yeah. You know, and here I could see that happening with a site like Breathe. Oh, this never happened. You know, like you said, oh, come on, you know, get a life, you know, blah, 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 blah. But it's so healing uh, and it's like calming and you're, you're putting this, this rinse or something on you that lets you just breathe. that concept you know the word breathe I mean how relevant is that you know you type away and put this on there (sighs) you know yeah you know I'm really encouraged you know uh, I don't want to use the word impress because you didn't do it to impress anybody you did it to help somebody and it helped you and you knew it would help others when we think about that I mean gosh we could take a whole show and talk about all the mess in our culture. I just don't get it. You know, I, I, I say to friends, I, I don't get this. I don't get the racial tension. I don't get the bullying. I don't get the. And of course, part of it is I'm a big guy. So few people are going to try to bully me, you know, but um, where do we start? I mean, and that's what I, I love about your attitude is you see something, you do something, you know, what's one thing we can do as individuals to develop that mindset? Because it's huge. Yeah, it's definitely huge. And it's hard It's hard to think kind of like that. I kind of had to force myself to think like that. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to, one, learn to don't take no for an answer when you're trying to do something. That you oh, know. okay. Yeah. Good. Say that again, because that's huge. Yeah. When I was emailing the Washington Post, I emailed about 30 editors before I heard from one. And... All it took was one, and now I have a million people on my website. So Are you really? Yeah. That's so um, cool. A lot of private posts. Um, hmm. But it's amazing, and you have to kind of learn to be persistent. You have to know what you want. And I'd just say start small. Figure okay. out what you like. Figure out a problem that you see. It can be so small. It can be inside your own home. And fix it. Fix it. Just do it. Take the initiative. Nice. Nice. You know, it's it's not rocket science. Yeah. I mean, it really isn't. And I love what you just said. Fix it. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe we should put that somewhere where we see it every day, you know, put it on, on the screen of our phone or, you know, our laptop or whatever. Fix it. I like that phrase. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. Let's stop talking about it, you know. I'm so tired of it. My opinion is... We're not going to get it fixed unless young adults do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's some great older adults and, and, you know, people doing some cool stuff and and all that. But I really think if you look at historically, any major movement throughout history has been young adults. It's all, it always goes back. And I've done, I want to do more research on it, you know, and some were not good situations, but a lot of more positive situations 
and you keep looking at this, you know, fix it. Yeah. I mean, what a great, that'd make a great t-shirt, you know, <laughs> hoodie or something, fix it. But it's true. You know, and, and I appreciate what you're saying, even in your own home, okay, there's something wrong there, something going on, something, whatever it is. Yeah. Fix it. Just find, even if it doesn't fix everything, find a solution. Find some small way to make it better. Mm. Mm. And small ways add up yeah. to big things. He's no longer on the planet, but I had a mentor named Gene, and he always, you know, I talked to him, he lived in Oklahoma, I talked to him on the phone or whatever, and I'd see him, and he'd always, his phrase was always, Steve, poco a poco, little by little. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll never forget that. That's one of the most, he's shared so many powerful things with me, but, but that's what it is. Find a solution, and we're capable of it, but sometimes I wonder, do we really want a solution? Mm-hmm. You know, or does it feed something within us to, to be able to keep talking about this problem, you know, instead of doing so? And I'm a fixer, too. Yeah. I, I, I'm pragmatic. And it's like, you know, I'm t- I don't want to hear about it anymore. Do yeah. something. About, you know, don't come back to me and whine. Um, I'm here to help you if you want, but fix it. Yeah. I'm going to start using that. I know. I just I'm going to start using it, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is so cool. It really is. Oh, there's so much more we could talk about. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll have to have you back on you talk if you're willing to come on sometime. Of course, I'd love to come. Continue our conversation. How do people follow you again? How do they, you know, with Sky and Ivy yes. and Breathe, um, those are the two best ways yeah. to, to track with you, right? Um, yeah. So Sky and Ivy, best way would be www.skyandivy.com. Okay. All right. And then Breathe Safe Space. That's Breed's website. And that's breedsafespace.com. Both of them are .com. Okay, cool. <laughs> and if you need to email me, the best email would be breathe.safe.space at gmail.com. Give it to us again, please. Yeah, of course. Breathe.safe.space at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you, Sophie. This has been so cool. I, I enjoyed this conversation with you. Super helpful. And I want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. Let us know how we can be of help to you at Utah, you know, if we can. And um, we'll try to put the word out about what you're doing, especially with Breathe, but certainly Sky and Ivy as well. I can just imagine, you know, it would be fun to talk to some of the people who have already gone on Breathe and they have written something it wouldn't be possible obviously well it could be but you're not set up to be able to do that and plus that's just a whole nother thing to have to deal with but um it would be interesting to talk to them and find out you know the difference it made i think yeah um even if you look at some of the more recent posts some people have reported saying that they felt better but yeah we We're going to figure out some sort of way for people to maybe email me if they want to talk Mm -hmm. about more, if they ever want to come on something like this. And absolutely. You know, if, if you have somebody that you think we should have as a guest. Yeah. We welcome that. Thank you for developing that. Thank you for the motivation to do that. Keep in touch with us. Let us know what you're doing one more time. Give us those two websites and the email just so people have it. So skyandivy.com and breathesafespace.com. And my Gmail is breathe.safe.space at gmail.com. Excellent. 
Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for taking the time. We're very, very grateful. It's great to get to know you. We'll look forward to having you on again and hearing more about what you're doing. And uh, keep in touch. Yeah, thank you so much. This is Utalk Radio. 